and happy Sabbath. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. So let us stand this morning as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Oh, there we go. I was about to say, do we have power in the house today? And we praise God we have power in the house today. Can we just put our hands together and give our an amazing God an amazing hand clap of praise? Can we just worship God in this space this morning? Can we just let him know that we appreciate the fact that he woke us up this morning and started us on our way, gave us traveling mercies, allowed us to see a brand new day he didn't have to do it but i'm so glad that he did can we just worship god right there oh come on come on you may be seated in the presence of an amazing and awesome god i am so elated at the fact that god has allowed us to come into his place of worship just one more time to be able to gather in this space and to be able to acknowledge him as our personal Lord and Savior on this day that has been set aside, forgetting about all of our cares, forgetting about all of our troubles and, and all of our issues that seem to 
to put us in stress mode throughout the week but but today is the day that we lay all of that aside and and we focus on the goodness of Jesus for he's done so much for us and we just want to give him all the praise so we're not gonna let the cares of this world steal any of our joy amen from these 24 hours amen we're gonna magnify him we're gonna bless his name we're gonna just give him all the glory uh, for these 24 hours we're gonna acknowledge him as the king of kings and the lord of lords for these 24 hours these 24 that only god can set aside a day and sanctified and, and and call it holy amen so we bless the name of the lord in this space this morning oh i feel good <laughs> oh i feel good this morning i thank god i thank god for just being so good to me i'm going to take this time amen to acknowledge all of our visitors especially you who are viewing online we have a nice um, online presence and we just want to take this opportunity to say welcome thank you so much again we are so mindful that you can click that button and go somewhere else but we're so thankful that you have chosen to be a part of this experience today and so we say welcome and we thank you so much and while you're viewing we want to ask that you would just go ahead and click another button and just tell a friend or a family that that tabernacle of praise is live and well and that we are in the building and let them know that we are here worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we also want to extend a welcome to all of you who are viewing with us in the house. I want to extend a special, special welcome to a good friend who I, I call him a good friend, even though this is my first time meeting him. But we spoke several times on the phone. Amen. Um, Brother Andrew, could you just wave your hand? Andre, Andre, Andre. Can you just wave your hand, Andre? We praise God for you. Uh, the brother called the other day, and I missed the message, but I called you yesterday, and I called you this morning. He said, he said, Pastor, I want to go to church today. He said, Pastor, I want to go to church. Amen. So, Andre, we praise God for you. Sister K, Coach K, we praise God for you uh, for stepping in that ram in the thicket. Come on, somebody. That ram, and it's all right to be around when you're on the Lord's side. <laughs> it will make that clear. Amen. It's all right to be around when you're on the Lord's side. And so we praise God for you. And I just want to take an opportunity to just look over the audience here. Do we have anyone else visiting with us for the very first time? We want to just acknowledge you. Amen. Praise God for you. You know, this has been a very special week. And some of you are probably thinking, the pastor, you're a little... You're on, you on, you on 10 right now. Why are you on 10 right now? Well, when you celebrate another day, a birthday, amen, uh, you know, it just kind of does something to you, amen. Um, and so I praise God that we celebrated uh, 58 years on, on, this, on this past. I know I don't look like, I know I look 48, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> amen. Yeah, but I feel 38. Come on, somebody. There you go. <laughs> but I praise God. And for all of you who, anybody else celebrated a birthday this month? I know we did this last week. I see your hands waving. You know, I'm not selfish. I share my birthday months with, with other folk, you know. Um, we share, amen. In August, we share, amen. 
Amen. So if you wave, if you celebrate a birthday, can you just wave your hand again? Amen. I see Brother Miller in the back. Amen. Sister Bill, okay. The little baby. Somebody wave down. Say Gabby. Oh. I see. How old are you, Sister Gabby? How old is Gabby? It's three. Five. 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 These right here. Well, happy birthday to you, baby girl. Amen. 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 Well, we want to take this time and we want to sing happy birthday. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Miss and Gabby. Happy birthday to and many more. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, while it's on my mind, before my quick forgetter kick in, uh, I want to remind you that on tomorrow we're celebrating our Slam Fest. Um, and so we'll be at the, at the Spanish Lake Park on tomorrow from noon until 6. I know tomorrow is supposed to be a hot day tomorrow. Um, it's supposed to be hot tomorrow. So we want to encourage you to come out to make sure that you drink your water. Um, we ask that you do come out, even if you don't stay the whole time, but if you can just come and just fellowship, John, you know, you may have to make a Walmart run. We just ask that you can just detour a little bit and come by the park and just hang out with us for a little while. Um, this is a slam event. So all the churches um, in the slam area, all the Central States Conference churches um, have chimed in. Um, Sister Christina, I know if there's a special announcement you want to make regarding that. Um, special day. Um, if so, I'm going to invite you to come up. Amen. And just share with us um, on what that day will look like. Could you help your, your bride up, Elder? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Pastor, you pretty much said it all, but I want to reiterate that this is an extended welcome to you, your neighbors, who you would like to bring. We would like to include them as well. Also, I just want to strongly, because there is a weather alert advisory tomorrow, so like the pastor say, before you get there, make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you're, if you want to bring an extra wallet, watermelon, bring that along with you. If you have a, a favorite snack, bring that along with you so you can share and fellowship with everyone else that comes out. We're going to have so much fun. I don't want any of you to miss out what we have prepared for you. We have games, we have food, we have warm fellowship, and we have you. So if you want to extend a welcome to one of your neighbors, friends, family, do that. We want to make this not only uh, in-house reach, but a outreach to others. Amen? Amen. So I want to see you. I want to see you with your family. I want to enjoy this along with you. You're going to make it what it is, okay? Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Christina. Can't nobody do it like you do it. Come on, somebody. Amen. So we praise God for Sister Christina who sits on that committee, um, who planned this. We have representatives from every church who's met on Monday night, and they, we, we planned, we put this together, so we want you to come on out and take part of this special, special um, event. Um, with that being said, um, we want to just um, welcome you to the household of faith um, here at the Tabernacle of Praise. 
If you can just bow your heads with me as I offer up a word of prayer. Father God, again, we're so thankful, blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to come before you. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. And so we want to say thank you for loving us and caring for us. Now, Father, do what you do. Come inside this place in fellowship, tabernacle, take over, do what you need to do to draw us closer to you. Let us not leave here the same way we came. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. Amen, amen again.
time of prayer this is a time where this is where we draw our strength from this is this is why we're able to command because we spend time in prayer and calling on the name of the Lord and we declare it as it is we say Lord move on this behalf and move on that behalf and and it's a blessing to know that we serve a God that that not only hear our prayers but he answers them comes through there's been so many testimonies throughout this church of God showing up and showing out and bringing about deliverance he may not come when you want him but he's always on time and so at this time we want to take our petitions before the throne of God we ask for you who choose to come close to the altar that you can come Surround the throne of God. We ask also for those of you who choose to remain in your seats, if you can reverently kneel and as we go before God in prayer, we want to continue our time of prayer with the Lord. It's prayer time. We want to remember all of those that are sick and shut in, those that are battling with health challenges. Remember the conditions of our world, the situation over in Hawaii. We know God is a very present help in the time of any storm. It's prayer time. Oh, Lord, bless me 
our Father and our God and Savior, King, Ruler, Master of everything, it is indeed a privilege and an honor to open up our mouths and to bless your holy name. Father, we recognize that with you we are more than conquerors, but without you, God, we can do nothing. So we come, Father God, with bowed heads, humble heart, acknowledging you as our King of kings and our Lord of lords. We're asking, God, that you take control over our life. We ask, oh God, that you will step in and do what needs to be done. But Father, we're also asking that you will forgive us of our sins. We're asking, God, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to do great works. That when we leave this space, oh God, we will not leave here the same way we came. But we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God, with our heads held high, knowing that we have tabernacled with the, with the God of all gods. So Father, do what you do, and create in all of us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. That wherever we go, God, or whatever it is that we do, your name will be glorified. So I want to just take this opportunity now to say, Lord, thank you. Hey, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being loving and kind and, and amazing unto us, oh God. Lord, thank you for protecting us from danger seen and unseen. Thank you for going before us and going behind us and cleaning up and, and walking beside us, oh God. Thank you for never leaving us by ourselves and letting us fend for ourselves. But thank you for always being there, oh God. Oh, Father, we bless you today. We bless you, Father, for your name. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We bless you, Father, for who you are. You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords. We bless you, Father, because you will put no more on us than what we're able to handle. So we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. Thank you for just keeping us, oh God, in the midst of a crazy and mixed up world. Thank you, Father, for showering down on us. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we come blessing you, oh God. In this space, our hands, our feet, our body, our mind, everything about us, Father, we bless you with it. Our finances, we bless you with it, oh God. Our character, we bless you with it, oh God. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, when we come before you, we could come without spot or wrinkle. So, when we make our request known to thee, that you will not just hear, but you will answer. So I want to lift up before you this morning, Sister Elaine, in a very special way. I ask that you will cover her right now, oh God, your daughter. I ask that you will touch her and heal her in a very special way, oh God. I ask that you will do what only you can do in creating her a clean heart and renew the right spirit within her. I ask that you will touch all of those that are bereaved right now, oh God. All of those that, were, that, that came out to the backpack Sabbath, oh God. That, they, that, that those seeds will not return unto the void, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will cover those right now over in Hawaii. Father God, with this fire, oh God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will send a wind, oh God, and just blow it all out in the name of Jesus, Father. We know you're able to do it. We know that you're capable, oh God. So we're not asking you, Father God, in vain. We're asking you with the faith and the confidence that it will be done because of who you are, oh God. I pray right now even for the, for, the, um, for the slam fest on tomorrow. Oh God, the advisory says one thing. But I declare in the name of Jesus, uh, Father God, that you will bring about a cool over that day. Uh, that your people will be able to enjoy a beautiful day out in, the, in, in nature. 
a beautiful day out in fellowship a beautiful day out oh God in the name of Jesus let not the enemy rob us of this moment but in the name of Jesus we declare it and we decree it that we beat back this advisory we beat it back in the name of Jesus oh Lord let your power be made known oh God let it be made known today oh God that you are the author and the finisher of our faith and that you declare it oh God in the name of Jesus it is so so father we thank you for already hearing our prayers you say the prayers of the righteous availeth much and i declare it right now in the name of jesus that we're not here by accident that you hear us when we call you oh god so i pray right now that that day on tomorrow will be a blessed day father god i pray right now for those that are viewing us online I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, whatever issues, whatever concern, whatever the problems that they're experiencing right now, Father, that you would do what you do and that you would show yourself strong, oh God, on their behalf. Father, those that are here in the sanctuary, those that have chose to come down to the altar, I pray your covering over them as well, oh God. You know each concern. You know each issue. You know each problem by name, oh God. Matter of fact, it showed up because you gave it permission. So, Father, step in right now and let your children know that you have them even as they go through the, the crucible. Let them know that you're holding them on both sides. Give them the hope and the assurance. And whatever report they receive, good, bad, or ugly, Father God, we're just thanking you because you're right there. For those that chose to remain in their seats, we ask your covering over them as well, oh God. You know what they need before they're even in need of it. Have your way today, oh God. Be with this service. Let us not leave here the same way we came. Let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray that the people of God say amen and amen again. Good morning, church family. Good morning. Good morning, church family. Good morning. All right. Glad to see so many folks out enjoying this beautiful Sabbath day. Now's a time where everyone can participate, right? Amen. Stewardship time, where we use our time, talent, temple, and treasure to praise the Lord. The psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And we just sang that wonderful song, body, body, feet, feet, hands, praise the Lord. That's what we're called to do is to praise God for his wonderful works and for his salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. I just want to make a quick note on the, uh, on the slam picnic. If they haven't finished the bridge crossing the railroad, you have to go around to 270 and Riverview and go north. So I don't know if they finished it. Yeah, so 270 and Riverview and then go north up around that way but we'll be glad to see everybody's smiling face out tomorrow want to let you know that we just had this uh the backpack sabbath beautiful success amen, amen. beautiful success that was that was every every uh every member evangelism where everybody was involved in outreach to the community amen. outreach is where the church goes out does things for those outside the church. But we also sometimes need in-reach, right? 
So we have an event for inReach where the church members benefit. And that's going to be September 16th where we do our spiritual gifts day. After the pastor preaches another wonderful sermon, we're just going to take a little time downstairs to fill out a little survey called the Spiritual Gift Inventory. And what it does, it shows you where your talents can be used in the church. Is it, raise your hand if you can play an instrument. Can you play drums, horn, anything, kazoo, anything like that? How about if you can sing? Raise your hand if you can sing. Yeah, everybody's hand should be up back here. Raise your hand if you know how to do administration. Yeah, administration's a gift too. Raise your hand if you know how to cook. Okay, all right. Even the young people know how to cook bologna sandwich, I guess. <laughs> so God has given everybody a gift. And you know God can use your gift wherever and whatever you're doing. But if you find your spiritual gift and apply it where it should be, he blesses you even that much more. So if you just come aside after service, September 16th, it won't take long, just several questions you just answer real quick. And you know what? We're even going to have some freshments for you. Amen. Yeah, I said freshments. <laughs> you know, Paul. You, <laughs> Paul's dad always used to say, you, you got to have the freshness before you get the refreshments. So we're going to have some freshness for you to eat. And we look forward to having everyone, everyone. Just stay by. It's not going to take long. And it will be a blessing to you and to God's church. Amen. Amen. Another quick event that we're having, October 28th and 29th. What day? That's our annual suicide prevention conference. And we know that suicide is now the second leading cause of death among young people. But it can be prevented. But if you don't know how to do anything about it, you're not going to prevent it, right? You won't have a clue of what to say, what to do, what not to say, what not to do. And we have a nice panel of experts in the field of mental health and suicide prevention who are going to speak. I want you to go out to eventbrite.com eventbrite.com and put in annual suicide prevention conference and it'll pop up and reserve your spot because we want as many as possible to come out you might save somebody you might save yourself you might save a loved one you might save somebody you just met just by learning something a technique or a method that can help someone not be so hopeless but to look to God for help and to see that there may be a better way than the one that they're thinking about. And then also on October 29th, Coach K is here, and the Abba Daughters of Faith is having a prayer conference that second day. That's from 9 a.m. to 2, and it's going to be prayer. Uh, we should always be where prayers want to be made, right? And this is an opportunity for you to tune in. It's on Zoom, so you can stay in your pajamas. <laughs> and still attend okay so we want you to do that again go to eventbrite.com and your suicide prevention conference and we look forward to seeing you there would our deacons and deaconess please come forward to lift the morning tithe and offerings continue to be faithful god has always been faithful to you right continue to be faithful to him by returning your time talent 
temple and treasure so that he may use it for a worthy cause. Remember, you can also give your tithe and offering through dollar sign T.O.P. giving, or you can mail it in to our faithful treasurer. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for blessing us with the privilege and the opportunity to serve you by faithful, honest tithe and offering. We ask and pray that you'll take it from a worldly use to a sacred use, that of spreading your gospel to all the world in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen and amen.
Yes, I'm free. Yes, I'm free. Oh, I'm free.
Anybody free this morning? I said, is there anybody free this morning? Uh, 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 anybody free this morning? Oh, oh, anybody free? Did he free you from something? Did he, did he free you from something? Did he free you from the bills, from the drugs, from the, from the crime? Did he free you from something? Oh, I'm free. Oh, I'm free. I'm free. Free to worship him. Free to glorify him. Free to give him praise. Free to tell him that I love him. And free to just be about my father's business. I'm, I'm free this morning. I'm free to express my love for him this morning. Oh, I'm free this morning. No chains on my feet. No chains on my hands. No chains on my mind. I'm free this morning. Oh, I'm free. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I'm free. I am free this morning. Oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you so much, choir, for blessing us this morning. Can we turn it down just a little bit? It sounds like a Joseph original. Praise God. I can I'm starting to I'm starting to know my musicians. <laughs> Just a little bit. That sound, that's an original. Come on now. This is what we're working with in here. Praise God. The songs that the Lord bless us with in here are originals. We thank God for I Am Free. That was right on time. That was right on time. That was right on time. That the Lord will send that song to us for such a time as this. I'm free to move. I'm free to talk about him. You may not like it, but I'm free to do it. I'm free to tell you that I love him. You may not like the fact that I love him, but I'm free to express myself. We're living in a time and in a culture where everybody want to express themselves, but, but it seems as if the church don't want to express themselves. But, but I declare to you today that I'm free this morning to express myself. But he's good like that. And he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wanna, amen. As we extend this time 
to the Lord. We also want to, as we get into our word, just want to extend a, a, a welcome to Sister Mary Washington. Amen. We praise God for you for being here with us. Amen. My sister, you free. You free to kick those shoes off and you, <laughs> you are free to worship up in here, but we welcome you, sister. God bless you. Amen. We want to we wanna get into the word this morning. I'm so excited. I'm not going to hold you, um, but if you can jump with me to the book of Jeremiah. Um, it's an Old Testament book. We want to read um, chapter 13 in its entirety. And because I love you so much, I'm just going to ask that you will stand with me as I read this entire chapter. And this is this now, now. Now, this doesn't serve as your reading for yourself because we, you still have to read the chapters for yourself. Amen. Um, but I'll read this in your hearing. Normally we read it responsibly, but um, because we want to read the whole chapter, um, just 17 verses for you nervous folk out there. Uh, but we want to read um, Jeremiah chapter, thir- chapter 3 um, in your hearing. And the Bible declares that then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. And verse 4 says, Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, nor you may know the way, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And then Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Verse 7 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, This day, I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And you shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites 
and the Gazarite, the Gazarites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. The waters that came down from upstream and, and they shall stand up as a heap. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of, har of, of harvest. Verse 16 goes on to say that, 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 that the waters which came down from upstream stood up and rose in a heap very far away at Adam and the city that is beside Zaratan. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, filled and were cut off. And the people, the Bible said, crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the, that all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Uh, verse 7 goes back and say, And as the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight, in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Today, I just want us to speak very briefly on the idea or the topic, it's a new day. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, it's a new day. I don't know if they believe it. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I don't know what you've been through. And I don't know what you're going through. But today, today is a new day. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for what is about to take place in this here, your sanctuary. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase in the, into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. Come on, everybody. It's a new day. It's a new day, baby. <laughs> I don't know what you've been through. And I don't know what you're going through. But I declare to you that today is a new day. Because, you see, when you look at the story here, 
look at the children of Israel, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost taken back about for their unbelief. You see, unbelief, Israel was sentenced to wonder in the wilderness for 40 years. It was because of unbelief. You see, when God sent Moses to get to, um, to, to free them from the, from the grips of Pharaoh, their journey was not supposed to be 40 years. But because of doubt, because of unbelief, because of selfishness and all those other things that we can tack along, uh, 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 it kept them wandering in the wilderness for some 40 years. Those years have now expired. And the children of Israel are poised to enter now into Canaan. Uh, 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 the Jordan River stands in their way. They are, they are ready to claim their inheritance in the land of promise. Can you see him there? After 40 years of wandering aimlessly in this, in this circumstance or aimlessly wandering in this situation. And now the day has come where God is saying today is your day of deliverance. Today is your day of breakthrough. Today is your day for you to now cross over to the other side. It's now to pick up the promise. But see, before they could enter into Canaan, they must first get past one final major obstacle. That obstacle stood right in front of them. That obstacle was named the Jordan River. And see, normally this, was not, uh, uh, this would not have been presented as a problem, uh, 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 but when you read the text, the text says that it was during a certain time since the Jordan was only a hundred feet wide at Gilgal where they would cross. Uh, 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 however, it seemed that God always do things in such a way that no man can take the credit. That no man can say that I did this or I did that. No, no one can boast or brag of having done anything at this point. Because, see, the crossing would be no exception. You see, God brought them to the Jordan River at a time of harvest. This was a special time. This was a time when the river uh, Jordan would, 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 would run rapid. This is a time when the Jordan River would be at its height. Uh, uh, the river Jordan, this was a time when, when, when those who have been there, they, 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 they said that the swelling of the Jordan was, was, was out of control during this harvest time. During this time of harvest, uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was virtually impossible to cross the Jordan. Not, not during the time of harvest, but see God, as my wife said, have to remind me sometimes that God has a sense of humor. Uh, every now and then God will place you in a situation where only he can get the credit. Uh, Sometimes God will place you in a certain circumstances where only he will be the one that'll walk away with all the accolades and, and, and all of the kudos and, and, and all of the pat on the back. Sometimes God will place you at a Jordan at a time where it is impossible for you to cross. 
but don't you just love how God moved, uh, uh, how God allowed this thing to unfold because the Jordan swelled, swelling was impossible. We're talking over five, uh, over one mile and over 50 times wider than it normally would have been for Israel to, to cross. So this was virtually an impossible task without God. There was, there, there, was, there was no way they could have crossed this river on their own. They needed supernatural help. Sometimes God would place you in a situation, family, where we have to understand that, 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 that we have to lean on the supernatural. That we have to lean on Jesus. Mama can't help us. Daddy can't help us. Sister can't help us. Brothers can't help us. Sometimes God will place you in a spot where he is the only one. Now here it is, family. Sometimes we get fixed. Sometimes we have a problem with that because we feel as if God, I asked you for it, so therefore you need to just come through. But the reality is God have to let us know that I'll come through for you, but I can't come through if you're going to diss me when you get on the other side. I'll come through for you, but I need to make sure that you're not going to forget where you came from. See, that's why sometimes we don't get that promotion. Sometimes that's why we don't get that new house, because we forget sometimes where we've come from. And God always want to keep us in a humble state, want to keep us in a place where, where we don't forget that it is God and God alone. So God brought these children to this spot. Uh, at, at, at the Jordan River uh, 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 to face them uh, uh, this, 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 here, this here unbelievable fate. You see, when we look at this obstacle that stands before us, between us and the spiritual vic victory of our own Canaan, we may feel that we will never be able to enter into our Canaan. Sometimes it seems like this here faith that we're dealing with, it is just so overwhelming. There is no way possible that we, I will be able to experience this. I remember before I got off into ministry and I was going through the school of the prophet and I had so many Jordans show up. I'm talking big Jordans. I'm talking little Jordans. I'm talking, my, I'm, 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 I'm talking all kind of Jordans would show up in my, and I asked my wife, I said, I wonder if I would be excited about ministry. I wonder if when I get on the other side, will I be able to enjoy it because of all the stuff that I'm going through. And I declare to you today, family of God, that God is faithful. And that even though I may have felt as if it was hopeless, and even though I felt like I may not even be able to smile in ministry, oh, I declare to you today that he that has begun a good work in you is faithful to bring it to completion. And so I smile at trouble now. All the stuff that has happened, it don't even bother me like I thought it would. Why? Because God is wiser than any one of us in here. And sometimes God have to take us by way of the Jordan because that's the best thing for us. And if I can put a pen right there and just bag us up a little bit because the children of Israel wandered aimlessly in that desert. But what they failed to realize is that God was really setting them up for their next, over, for, for, for their Jordan. God was really keeping them in a place uh, uh, for them now to understand that when they get to a Jordan, 
they'll be able to cross over. I'm going to help you out here in a few minutes. But see, we have to realize that God makes no mistakes. That God is always dealing and always moving. The God who specializes in overcoming and overwhelming any situation and leading his children to victory. God know exactly how to get you from point A to point B. No matter how upsetting it may be. No matter how overwhelming it may be. No matter how dark it may be and how heavy the task may be. God is able to get you through it if you would but just simply trust him when you can't trace him and believe in him when believing is unbearable and holding on even if you have to holler. I realize that sometimes the Jordan is the best thing for me. You see, God told the people of Israel to wait three days at the shore of the Jordan River. And all that time, the people of Israel saw this rushing river swelling with springing rains lying in front of them. They, they, they must have asked the question, how can we ever cross this river? They, they sat there, the Bible said, for three days watching all of this. Can you imagine the whales of the, the, the waves are, are, are crashing off of the rocks and, and, and God is saying, stay right there. It seemed like all the stuff is just falling by the way and God is saying, stay right there. It seems as if every time you try to take two steps forward, you push back three and God said, don't get upset. Don't get mad. I, I just need you to just hang out right there just for a little. I, I know you can see beyond the Jordan, and that's exactly what God wants you to see beyond the Jordan. God has said, I need you not to really see the Jordan, but I really need you to see me. So stay right there, and at some point in time, maybe you will come to an understanding where you will take your eyes off of the Jordan because it's so overwhelming. You take your mind off of the situation because it seems as if it's so overwhelming, and then we'll start looking at God. You see, it was one thing for a few spies to make their way across into uh, 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 the Jordan, but it's a whole other another when we're talking about a nation of millions. You see, it's easy when it's just the twos and the fews, but now we're talking about taking a whole nation across this Jordan, and the reality is the Jordan is not as calm as it was when the three went over. So after three days, the Bible says, uh, 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 that the officers went through the camp. And at a moment like this, all the wonderful talk about living in the promised land can sound kind of hollow when you're looking at the Jordan. Uh, 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 there is a seemingly impossible obstacle blocking the way. How will God do this one thing? How, how will God Getting me through this. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been there before wondering how can I smile with all of the swelling going on in my life? How can I hold my head high 
when it seems as if the waters are crashing off of the, of the rocks around me and, and, and I'm just getting sprinkles over here and, and dashing over there and it seems as if it is pointless, but yet I need you to go across this Jordan, Joshua. You see, you see, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, oh, God got a plan for you. See, 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 I don't want to get ahead of myself, family of God, but I need us to understand that God has a plan already in place. And God just simply needs you to follow the plan. Uh, just simply go through the process. I, I, I get it family of God. I, 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 I say it all the time. If you cut me, I'm going to bleed. If I don't cut you back, help me, Lord. I, I, I say it all the time that I'm human just like you. So, so, so when I declare to you that when God says, stand there, I'm not just preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to me too. I got to stand there too. As this message was un being unfold, I said, Lord, who is this message for? Is it for the people of God or is this for me? Because God is saying, I need you to stay at the Jordan. I know the water is crashing. I know it seems overwhelming. I know it seems a, 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 that it's an impossible a, 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 a thing for you to deal with. And the reality is, son of man, it is. It's designed to be that way. It's supposed to make you cry. It's supposed to make you feel some kind of way. It's supposed to be that way. That's how God is able to step in to let you know that I am a keeper. That I am a friend that sticketh closer to you than any brother. That's how you will know that I will wipe every tear from your eye. That's how you will know if you never cried a tear. How will you know that he will do that? If you've never been without a home, how will you know that he's a shelter? He said, it has to be that way sometimes. Sometimes children have to do their own thing. The reality is you weren't always adult. And I'm quite sure mama told you to quit playing in the street. I'm quite sure mama told you to, baby, don't touch that. I'm quite sure mama said, baby, don't play with that. Now we've become adults and we have our own little babies and we expect them to just do what we say. Oh no, family of God, let me put you on notice right here and right now. I'm going to try to snap you out of the, the fantasy world and, and place you into reality because you didn't obey yours every time. Please don't expect yours to obey you every time. Don't let the devil fool you, amen, because you know it all. I'm the parent. I'm the adult. I know how it should be. I see it. I know you do, and I'm glad somebody closing their baby ears. Don't listen to him right now. <laughs> but the reality is, just like you did your thing, your baby's going to grow up and do this. I'm just trying to help you along the way and save you some headaches and save you some, 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 um, some nights where you're crying, trying to figure out if you made some mistake. I did everything. and You know how it is, parents. I wonder if I did everything right. You did. They grew up just like you grew up. And just like you made a decision to marry, even though everybody said don't. Just like you made a decision to go when everybody said don't. Just like you made the conscious decision to do what you did. Your babies do the same thing. I had to come to realize that I told you, I said, Lord, am I preaching to me or am I preaching to them? 
Because the reality is God brings us all to a place in our life where he is the only one. See, God is saying, I don't want you to feel like you can save your child. You see, if our child, our children did everything we said do and never done anything outside of the rules that we laid down, then we could walk around and say we did it. God is saying, no, no, baby, let me help you out. Sin shows up to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he didn't just show up in your life, but he's showing up in our children's lives as well. So they do what they do. We now, parents, if I can just give you some help along the way, we have to learn how to be parents. We have to parent our children. We have to love them. And as they get older, we have to learn how to give instructions and and give guidance. And, and, And when they make a mistake, not hold it over their heads. But learn how to counsel them through it. You messed up, baby. Guess what? It's all right. This is how we can do this. But see, they won't be able to come to you because you done ticked them off, made them mad. And now they don't want to have nothing to do with you. And now they're going through the struggle by themselves, getting their advice from YouTube and, 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 and everybody else. Because they don't want to come to mom and daddy because mom and daddy going to beat them upside the head. God is saying, listen, we all got to go through a Jordan. I want when you come to your Jordan to understand and realize that I am the only one that is able to get you through it. Even our children. So here it is. God requires that they keep some 1,000 feet behind the ark. This was for two reasons. Number one, to respect the holy nature of the Ark of the Covenant. But also, it was to make sure that everyone had a clear view of the Ark. You see, God knows and understands that, 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 that if they get too close, it's a sign of disrespect. If you get too close, You won't be able to get a clear view. You see, that you may know the way the Bible says, talks about us seeing the Ark of the Covenant, how it led the way. You see, Israel would accomplish this impossible task as they set their eyes upon God's presence and allow only and follow only after his presence. Here it is. I mentioned to you earlier about their wilderness experience. This is nothing but wilderness 101. You see, just like the pillar of cloud uh, uh, by day and the pillar of fire by night guided the Israelite during the exodus from from, from Egypt bondage, uh, uh, neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. This was basic wilderness 101. For 40 years, they followed after the the cloud and the pillar, which now makes it an easy task for them to follow the ark. Here it is. Now the ark has taken the place of the cloud and the fire. Now the ark, which represents the presence of God in their lives. 
family of God, we understand that we, we understand that God makes no mistake. Uh, the people are told to follow the ark, and now the change has come. It's a new day, family. Joshua tells him to sanctify yourself because this would be a spiritual battle. Joshua requires that the people have a spiritual preparation, sanctifying yourself. This simply means that we are to separate ourselves from common things and to focus our attention on the Lord God Almighty. That's why we say Sabbath rest. That's why we talk about the Sabbath. That's why we say a day set aside. That's why we reflect on his goodness and his great because we're not like everybody else. The reality is we're living in a time now where it's hard to see the, 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 the real who's who in America. You see, living and walking in the promised land comes from this kind of faith. Not a, 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 a slavish reliance on law relationship with God, but, 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 but faith lead us into greater victories that the law, than the law ever could. You see, faith will lead you further than what the law could ever do. So this day, the Bible says, the Bible says as Joshua takes a step of faith, God encourages him all the way. God will make Joshua a leader like Moses in the eyes of the people. And if I could just go backwards just a little bit, because it was under Moses' leadership that they followed the, the, the um, pillar by, by day and the fire by night. It was under Moses. Now we have a Joshua. And for them to follow this same pillar... And the same fire will keep them in the Moses mentality. But now there is a new day. Now there is a shift. There is a change. And God is saying, now as I was with Moses, so now will I be with Joshua to lead you through into this promised land. So here it is. God goes on and tell us, that tells Joshua, he says unto him, uh, uh, to the children of Israel to, to, to come on here uh, uh, and, and bear the words of the Lord. He goes on and reminds them here in verse 9. I just want to read it one more time because verse 9 says, you shall, you, here it is, he says, so Joshua uh, uh, said to the people, to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. Verse 10 says, and Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you. Notice he didn't say among me. Notice he didn't say that was with Moses. He said you. Let me tell you some family of God, whenever Jesus, whenever God does something, he don't just do it for, 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 for a single individual. He said, I'm going to do this for you. And I'm going to do this for you. And I'm going to do this for you. So why won't you ever get it twisted that God is only working for somebody else? God is working for you just like he's working for that person and, and that person. Don't, don't, don't get caught up in what God is doing over there and lose sight of what God is trying to do right here with you. Because you cannot fight in somebody else's armor. 
So Joshua said this, you will know that God is with you. So take heart, family of God, that God is with you and that he will without fail drive out from before you. Here it is, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, and the, and the Gigazites, the, the Gigashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. You see, you have to understand that these individuals that God is calling is for a reason. There is a reason why God is naming these individuals because these individuals, these nations represent something. These nations that Joshua, that Joshua was told to drive out of the land had a spirit that was against God. The spirit of those nations still exists amongst us today. God must be the authority in our lives. There are systems that opposes our spiritual growth. These systems opposes Jesus Christ having first place in our life, and they will strongly oppose the plan of God for you. And so the Canaanites beginning uh, 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 are seen, first of all, in the book of Genesis. You see, Noah cursed the fourth son of Ham because he was naked and he saw his father and told others about it. Canaan began, uh, uh, begot 11 sons. 11 is the number that stands for confusion and refers to something that is out of God's order. So Genesis tells us that Judah sold Joseph his grief was so bad that he took a Canaanite wife. Exodus tells us, teaches us that the key principle of truth in defeating the Canaanites is recognizing the name of the Lord. I am that I am, simply meaning I am one who, ex who is existing always in the present and what I am I will always be. These are the Canaanites. The word Canaanite simply means trafficker or peddler. The Canaanite spirit deals with money. You see, the Canaanite spirit will attack you every chance it gets. We still deal with the Canaanite spirit today. Not only that, but Joshua was also warned about the spirit of the Hittites. You see, the word Hittites comes from the word meaning terror, dread, fearfulness. Terror and fear brings about human effort instead of trusting in God. In other words, when it's the thing that makes you afraid, the word fear not are used over 300 times in the Bible. Fear stop you from inheriting the blessings of the Lord. Fear will waste you, will drain you, will make you timid. Israel under Moses and Joshua was afraid to possess the land. See, it's the Hittite spirit. Joshua was warning the congregation that when they entered the land, the Hittites would try to make them afraid. The spirit of fear started in Eden. You know the story. Adam and Eve in the garden. Adam said to God, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. 
You see, the basis of fear is conscious trouble brought about by the guilt of disobedience. You see, when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden tree, their conscience came alive. Guilt made Adam hide himself because he dreaded God. Paul teaches that in Romans, that the conscience is the sense that differentiates between what is right and what is wrong. It is the sense that witnesses the decisions that we make. The conscience will command or approve, or should I say condemn or approve our thoughts and our actions. And too often we make decisions based off of what we fear instead of by what God has said. That's the spirit of the Hittite. So then you go into the Canaan land. I need you to understand that there will be a spirit over there that's going to get you to be fearful. But a new day has come. A new day has come. So as you move, as you go, you're going to run into the spirit of the Hivites. You see, the word Hivites come from uh, this word, which simply means tent dwellers or living a lifestyle that is lived out in the confines of a system of the world and in conflict with the kingdom of God. Ephesians put it this way. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Joshua warned the children of Israel that when they come into Canaan, that they will see a lifestyle contrary uh, to the word of God. Some of that lifestyle might look pleasant, but it will trap you and bring about death. It will look good. It will be pleasing to the eyes, but make no mistake about it. This lifestyle is destruction. And too many times we look at the life that we live, and sometimes our life isn't flashy enough. Sometimes our life isn't blinged out enough. Sometimes we get caught up with this Hivite spirit, and we start really looking at the other things and not realizing that this spirit is sapping you dry. Joshua warned them about this. Some of that lifestyle would take you straight out. Luke put it this way, uh, talks about the prodigal that left his father's house to gratify the flesh. The world called that life. That's what the world calls it, life. But it left the prodigal son in a pig pen. You say, I'm living the life. But the reality is that life will leave you high and dry. Prodigal son had to find that out. The prodigal son lived under the influence of the Hivite spirit. Our land is full of the Hivite spirit. A multitude lived by its rule. These rules suggest that flesh must be glorified and gratified first. The carnal appetite must be met and fulfilled. If it don't look good, I don't want it. If it don't taste good, I don't need it. If, if it's not this, but we fail to realize that everything good ain't good for you. And everything glitter ain't gold. So Joshua was basically letting the children know to be careful with this Hivite spirit, this 
This fourth spirit, and I should remind you, I told you that there are seven of these, 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 these spirits, and we know seven is the number of completion, but, 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 but these parasites, a, a, a word which simply means unprotected or, or unwalled village. You see, the parasite spirit seeks to, to, un, to, to uh, uh, unguard opening areas in our lives. Unguarded moments in our lives. And it, and, and it wants to get in there and squat. It can do a lot of damage when we leave it open and unprotected. When we leave these avenues open and unprotected, this parasite, which is a parasite, will get in there and suck you dry. Guard the very avenues of your soul. Watch and pray. Keep your eyes open, your ears open. Everything good ain't good for you. Joshua was warning the Israelites that when they enter this land, that they were not to let their spirit go unprotected. Don't let it go. In other words, don't get careless or drop your guards because the devil in Job is watching for an opening in the life of, his, of, of, of God's people. But God protected Job just like he would protect you. Oh, yeah, so you got to be careful with the parasites. We living in a world where they're all around us. Their main focus is to sap God out of your life. Their main focus is to connect with you and talk you out of what God is trying to talk you into. It still takes place, and not just in the youth, but even some grown folk are being taken by this same spirit. Don't let it, don't let the devil rob you of what you know God is calling you to. Don't leave here today and go back to a life where you allow that spirit to now get in you and talk you out of what the spirit of God is saying to you right now. Can't make this up. This is straight from the Bible. Not only that, but then this fifth spirit that Joshua is warned about it's the Gargashites. Remember in the land of Canaan, it was given as a free gift of God to Abraham. A free gift of God to Abraham. God said, I'm going to give this land to you and your seed. God is saying, this is what I am going to do for you. In Joshua's time, the nation was ready to possess that land. And with the future in front of them, the devil wanted to stop it by the spirit of the seven anti-God nations in Joshua 3, 9 through 10 that we just read. These same spirits attack believers even right now. I want to stop you want to stop your progress in the kingdom of God. And so, and so uh, the Gergeshites, which simply means dwelling in clay soil, are people who are clayed in nature 
as in a people who are unstable and who run from the power of God. These individuals right here in the area of the Gergesites live as is known in the New Testament as Gadara. In other words, it was the Gadara that Jesus cast out the legion of demons from a man in Mark 5. It was Gadara or a type of people who, wall, who fall away and return to their own way. In other words, these are the backsliders. These are the ones that turn away from God. These are the ones that are apostate. These are the ones that allow the spirit to talk them out of what God is trying to talk them into. Now church is not appealing anymore. Now what once was an amen during the 11 o'clock hour, now it just don't make sense. What was at once a time or uh, 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 a period when, 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 when everything was hallelujah and, and, and can't wait to come back again now has turned into, oh, these folk and lost their mind. That spirit will creep in and it will cause you now to denounce the things of God. This is what Joshua was letting the people know. I'm warning you against this type of stuff over in Canaan. The promised land. The land that was promised. You mean you promising me a land with all of this stuff? All of these issues? You mean you want me to go there? You mean you want me to move over there? You mean you want me to do that, go in that spot, go with all of that? Yes. But what I don't want is for you to get in there and allow that stuff to now affect you. Because God wants to use the children of Israel for a greater purpose. And could it be that God has brought you here to lead you to a greater purpose? Could it be that all the hell that you've been going through is so that God can now place you in a situation where you can do the most good? Could it be that experience that you're going through right now is really Wilderness 101 getting you set up and ready for that which is to come? Could it be that God is looking beyond your faults and seeing exactly what you need? Could it be that God understands you better than you? Oh, I feel something right there. Oh, my head is bobbing. I feel something. Could it be that maybe, just maybe, God is trying to set you up Could it be that in all of the stuff that's over there in Canaan, the best thing over there is you? Maybe you're the prayer, the answer to somebody's prayer over in Canaan. But instead of you being an answer prayer, you're going over in Canaan and you're just as worse off than the Cain folk over in Canaan. You bring in, you bring in a, a eighth, it's already, it's already seven uh, 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 nations over there with issues, and you coming over there with number eight. And God is saying, I don't want you to go over there as a problem. I want you to go over there as an asset. Don't go over there being a problem. God is saying, this is your land. This is your opportunity. It's a new day. I'm trying to help you get there. I'm trying to help you get there. So not only that, but then we have number six. I'm getting there. Number six. Number six, the spirit of the Amorites. 
You see, the lesson of the Gerashites, a people who dwell in clay, unstable folk. In our day, they, they, they represent a people who are bent on backsliding, as I just said. But see, the word Amorite simply means to speak against someone so as to boast about yourself. To speak in order to cast down, to murmur against another, to say something in a wrong spirit. In Numbers, you know the story of Miriam and Aaron. They spoke against Moses and God heard it. These two brought judgment upon themselves. They spoke because of envy and pride out of the context of love. They cloaked it under love, but really it was venom. Really, it was malice, but they cloaked it under, but you know, we love you, Moses. You know how we do today, family of God. We, we speak as if we love them, but yet we're running them down and talking about them and, and, and all this other stuff. This, this right here, family of God. This right here, this Amorite spirit is moving. Notice what happened when you speak evil against God's anointed and God's appointed leader. The Lord departed. The glory left. God will not stay in a place of criticism. We have churches that are like that. Churches running pastors down. Churches and people of God, we people, and, and, and you know, and it just, and it blows me if I can just put a pen right there because, because we say people of God, but, but we're not acting like people of God at times. Cloaking it under the, the I love you spirit, but really it's a spirit of condemnation. God said, I can't hang out there. And we wonder why there is no power. We wonder why there was no power. The last one, I'm moving along. I'm trying to get through this thing. I feel like I've been up here long enough. The last one, the, 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 the lesson of the Amorites uh, 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 taught us some things. But, but here it is, these Jebusites. God is moving these Jebusites. Uh, 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 Joshua understood that, 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 that it was these individuals. These individuals, these Jebusites, which simply means to trod down with the feet, to trample, to put your feet on the neck. It also means pollution and defilement of the temple, the body, the soul, and the spirit, or to cast down in order to destroy. Jebus is an old name for Jerusalem. This clan originally controlled Jerusalem. Israel never expelled them from the promised land. King David captured the city and made it the capital of Israel. And later, King David purchased a field there, and Solomon built a temple on the same site. Wow. So Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 6 that we are to make sure that these immoral attitudes do not infiltrate our church. We have to be better than that. A new day. A new day has come. A new day is here, family of God. 
Joshua understood the way God connects uh, uh, events in our, in, in our lives, the fact that he will move on behalf of Israel here is taken as a promise of his future blessing and movement for them. Joshua now knows that the ark will lead the way again, uh, that, that, that this is a spiritual battle uh, that he must win. Uh, Joshua's general outlook uh, as communicated into the people is, ref is, is refreshing. Joshua will now see the people he's communicating letting them know that this thing right here I'm getting it I understand now that God is trying to move us into our new land and yes there will be obstacles yes there will be moments where I'm gonna have to battle yes there will be moments I'm gonna have to stay up praying late at night and yes there will be times when it's just not going to make sense but what I've come to understand and realize family of God is that God will not put no more on us uh, than what we're able to handle. Uh, I've come to realize uh, that greater is he that is in me uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, I've come to realize that in spite of all the issues uh, that goes on in the world, uh, I cannot allow it to infiltrate my mind, my body, and my soul. Uh, I must understand that God see it, uh, and if God see it, uh, and if God hadn't stepped in uh, and shut it down, uh, then who am I to try to come again you up. I must learn how to love you in the midst of it all. I have to learn how to trust God as I move forward. Yes, it doesn't make sense and it's not supposed to make sense. The reality is that the things that we've done will come back on us and I realize and I understand that God is always there every step of the way seeing to it that his plan, his purpose and his mission will be carried out. That's why I don't worry about sleeping at night. I sleep like a baby every night. Why? Because I know who holds my hand. I don't worry about all that stuff anymore. Why? Because I understand that without God, I can't do nothing. So why am I tripping on that stuff that God ain't worried about? Why am I overwhelming myself about stuff that God is not even concerned with? I'm majoring in the minors and I'm minoring in the majors. I have to learn how to let go and let God. God, uh, give it over to him. Uh, I ain't worrying about it anymore. Why? Because I see where my help comes from. Uh, I understand that God is able uh, to do all things but fail. Uh, I recognize and I realize uh, that God is my author uh, and that God is my protector. Uh, I don't worry about stuff no more because God got me. Uh, whether, I, whether they believe it or not, uh, whether God, uh, uh, whether they understand it or not, uh, it is God that is leading me. It's God that is guiding me. It's God that is directing me. It is God that is holding me. It is God that is teaching me. It is God that is moving me. It is God that is containing me. It is God that is wrapping his arms around me. So I can't get caught up in the issues of Canaan land. It's my responsibility to cross the Jordan and let God be God. Up. We focusing on the Canaan up, and we can't get through the Jordan up. Get through the Jordan up and let Canaan worry about Canaan. Up. That's why I've come up to learn up, to lean on him up, to let God do what God can do. Up. And I'm just going to be a faithful servant. Up. I don't care anymore up, about all that other stuff. All I care about is doing what God has called me to do.
It's a new day. I cannot allow the old stuff to keep me from what God has for me. I cannot allow what a manila envelope say to define who I am. Because you could do everything right and somebody going to find some issue with it. You can pray right. You're praying too long. If you pray half the day, you're praying too short. If you're a vegetarian, oh, it don't take all that. If you eat meat, you need to be a vegetarian. It don't take all that. I mean, no matter what you do, why you're dressing like that? Why you're moving like that? Why you're rocking like that? Why you're clapping like that? Why you're moving? Why, 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 why are you talking? Why are you talking? Because the reality is we are sent here to give praise and honor to God. So if you in here judging me about my clap or my, that's all right because I'm not clap or for you anyway. I'm giving my praises to God. I dress for God. I think like for God. I eat for God. I'm just trying to do what God wants me to do. So if you got a problem, quit letting somebody else's issues be your issue. That's why I love my church. That's why I love this church right here, baby. I'm telling you. I got it. We are, listen. It's not about us. It's about God. Get out your feelings and get with God. Because I just might let you down. I just might get up here with my stuttering self and say something crazy. But I'm just going to ask that you pray for me. Don't beat me down. He got up there and he said... He broke another verb. Well, well, I'm going to ask if you don't want me to break it like a child in a candy store, I'm going to need you to put that up on the top shelf so I can't reach it. <laughs> I can only work with what I have. And every now and again, the tongue gets caught. The brain gets to clicking at a mile an hour. And I can't get it out fast enough. I just pray that the Holy Ghost between my lips and your ears can make a world of difference. Help me, Lord. But at the end of the day, God has still called me to be here. Let me end it. The Ark of the Covenant was a clear way to let them know. It was a clear way to let them know that this was a spiritual work, not work for Israel's army. No, no, no. It's not a physical thing that we're dealing with. Family of God, I don't know if you noticed, but we've been dealing with some spiritual battles in this church. There's been some warfare going on in this church. And the problem is, too many times we try to take to the natural to fight that which is spiritual. 
And let me help you out, family of God. When you take that approach, you will lose. You cannot fight a spiritual battle with physical war weapons. It don't work that way. That spiritual battle will eat you alive. You have to take to the spirit. So when you don't feel like praying, that means you need to pray even the more. When you don't feel like coming to the church, that's when you need to come even on a Thursday. Just drive to the parking lot. You got to let the enemy know you ain't stopping me. So what is Thursday? I'm going to my church. Put him on notice. We still talk about COVID and folk at home viewing online, which we praise God for our online visitors. But the reality is there are those that view us online that really could be here in the building. That's what we're talking about. We're not hating on no one that view our services because we have individuals that view our services all over. All over. To face such impossible challenges in our lives, family, we must look to Jesus. And he will lead us through the turbulence of life. Jesus is the fulfillment of the ark. He is Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Jesus has cleared the way to victory over all things. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them at the cross. And as we keep our eyes on and follow behind our victorious Jesus, the rivers of impossibilities, they will dry up. To the cynic who wonders if they haven't tried that and have been disappointed, you said, I've tried it. We must ask them, have you really tried it? Have you truly walked according to the God's word, trusting in Jesus? Have you really put your trust in him? So many times it's easy for us to say, I've done that, preacher. I've tried that, Lord, that you're talking about. But yet my troubles still exist. I've tried praying, but it seemed as if the prayers are not being answered. Let me help you out. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And could it be that he's answered it in another way? 
Could it be that what you was really praying for wasn't really what you should be praying for? Could it be that God wants to just see how bad you want it? I've come to realize that there are times when God will leave you in a situation because there is somebody that he's trying to save. And here it is right here. While you feel like you can't, God's saying, I've already done it. God is saying it's already done. God talked about the promised land years ago. Years ago. And now they've come to this spot at the Jordan to face their new day. No more wandering in the wilderness. Now they're able to possess the promised land. They're ready. My question is, are you? Are you ready to possess your promised land? I don't know what your promised land may look like. It may be a new career. It may very well be a new relationship with Jesus. This is your promised land. Jesus is your promised land. And I just want to ask one question. I'm going to sit down. Do you want Jesus? If you want Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to meet me down here at the altar. If you have not given your heart to Jesus and you're saying today is the day, this is a new day for me to walk across the Jordan and walk into my promised land, I'm going to ask you to meet me down here. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Today is your day. Today is your day. It makes no sense to stay on the Jordan it makes no sense to go through that wilderness experience and to remain on the Jordan. The purpose of bringing you to the Jordan was to prepare you to cross over. That was the plan. If I can get them to the Jordan, I can give them instructions on how to get to the other side. It's not his plan to get you to the Jordan. And then for you to turn around and go back the other way. So it's my prayer. We're about to close this. I'm not a long, don't do a long appeal, but I want to give you that opportunity. I'm going to give one more and then we're going to close. If God has called you now to step a little closer to him, God is calling you now to move a little closer to become a little bit more committed you've dealt with your 
Jebusites and your Hittites and your Perizzites and all the otherites. And now you're saying, Lord, I understand, I recognize. And I want to be more watchful. I want to be more mindful of my surroundings. I want to keep my guard up. I want to keep my mind locked in on you. If you're such a person, I'm going to invite you to stand. Amen, my sister. Amen. Amen. I always like to say that God is a very present help in the time of storm. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're experiencing, please know that God will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so blessed, so honored, and privileged to be able to come before you. We thank you what has transpired in this space as we now pray your covering over the souls who have made it de de declared to, to be more mindful, more watchful, to be better prepared with all the, the different spirits that are out there, the different attacks of the enemy, that we will now be more mindful of and more conscious of our decisions, trusting you, oh God, every step of the way. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen. Can we put our hands together? Can we put our hands together? Hallelujah. Process. So the Holy Spirit was already moving. Oh, yeah. It's been a beautiful day. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Just know whatever you're going through, just trust and obey. Amen. No other way to be happy in Jesus but to That's trust right. and obey. Yeah. We just want to just let you know that at 3 o'clock, uh, going to be uh, uh, some going out to feed the homeless this evening. So if you want to experience that, you can meet me at my home at 3 o'clock. We'll be going out and just pray for us as we go behind enemy lines. Amen. amen. It's rough out there, but the Holy Spirit is with us. Amen. 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 Let us stand for our benediction. Father God, truly, your Holy Spirit has anointed this place today, Lord. Yeah. 
we pray, Lord, that we will take this word and hide it deep in our hearts, Lord, and we will trust you regardless of what it may look like, Lord. We're going to trust you and have a confidence knowing, Lord, that all things will work together for the good of those that love you, those things that are called according to your purpose. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace both now and forevermore. And the church said together, amen and amen. Thank you.